Hello. Um, the following podcast comes with a disclaimer, which probably isn't a good sign, is it? Um, I decided it would be a good idea to sit down with some mates of mine and do a year a year review. So going month by month, talking about some of the things that went on that month in the news, in music, in our own lives, um, and record it. We also decided it'd be good to have a drink while we do this. Now, I don't really drink much anymore. I've probably been drunk probably twice this year up to this point i figured that these episodes would get at least two episodes out of so at least a couple of hours um we ended up drinking and talking for over five hours um so yeah i've we've we broke it up so it's episodes but we do get quite drunk the thinking was in the December period and new year, early New Year and stuff like that, I don't want to be chasing guests, trying to hassle people to sit down and have a conversation with me. But equally, that's the time of year that you might have some free time to fill or you might really want to go for a walk and escape the family and stuff like that or 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 have the the worst of the train journeys because it's it's you shouldn't be at work you should be at home by fire um so i didn't want to not do the podcast a lot of people take december off i didn't want to do that so we've actually turned out we're going to be doing extra episodes in december because this two hours of chat turned into five hours of drunk rambling i wanted to do this disclaimer because i can't I can't guarantee the quality is high. (laughs) I can't remember what we said or what we did, but I do remember that we had a great time. So hopefully you will too. Um, Thank you for the support. Oh, and again, like some of them, I was drunk and forgot to give a gap for the intro music to come in or outro music or anything like that. So they're going to be a sloppy mess. Um, But yeah, thank you for supporting for the whole of 2015 and all the episodes you've got down with and pushed about and used word of mouth to to keep us in the top 10 regularly on the iTunes chart and on all podcast charts. So thank you for your support and um, Happy New Year. Um, Welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, This is a special Distraction Pieces podcast. Um, Normally, I have this gap where I do the intro and then I have the interview, but I've started, I'm in the room with the people I'm interviewing, and I'll I'll, I'll tell you what's happening. Um, I decided that it wasn't worth, over the Christmas period, it wasn't worth wasting a a good guest, so I just get a couple of my (laughs) muggy mates in. um, No, no, I I thought it'd be good to do a a year in review, so what we're going to do is we're going to sit down and go month by month and talk about... um, just things that happened. Again, I need to stress that this isn't a journalism or a, like we're not intelligent, basically. So it's going to be just there'll be some news in there, but there'll also be films and music and TV and sport, MMA um, and podcasts. So we're just going to discuss tons of good stuff. Um, and when I was thinking about who would be good for this, um, I asked a few people and they weren't available. So no, again, I'm mugging. Um, I chose two people. Um, Two people who, basically, I, they both do my, my We Are Lizards club night with me. And essentially what we do there is we go and do the club night, but we, it's once a month that we get to meet up and we generally have a drink and talk about stuff that's been going on. So it felt like a good mix of people to have on the podcast. Um, oh, I, because I'm doing these, we're going to be doing them as live, I haven't mentioned that we're going to be getting drunk as well. So we're starting drinking now, or we've already started drinking, and then we're just going to see how many hours we get out of this we'll spread it over several episodes um yeah 
So that's what's going to happen. So I'll start with, um, I'm joined by Christopher Glasson. How are you doing, Chris? I'm okay, mate. You if you good? speak towards the mic, at least, give it some respect. But um, <laughs> Is that better? Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, um, sure? I'll adjust it slightly. Um, okay, thanks. Yes, no, it's, so Chris um, started up a Redshift a Rebels, who a lot of you will know were one of the original sponsors of the podcast, um, particularly on, on the Russell Brand one, which is one of the most downloaded ones we've had. And, I mean, we've known each other years, but the reason you guys were sponsors at, at the beginning was because really when I right started off me and you kind of worked together on getting my stuff out there and living yeah. in a van for a bit and touring the country yeah. kindness of strangers tour yeah the kindness of strangers tour and Redshift Rebels is a clothing company that you set up with or give a brief not the fucking essay you normally give like a brief <laughs> a, a, a brief description of, of, of what Redshift is um, so I finished uni um, and I decided to set up a clothes label that didn't advertise because uh, I didn't like advertising yeah Instead, so you did a degree in economics and kind yeah, of saw yeah. the darkness of yeah, what yeah. people spend on advertising quite, and that quite yeah. false um, like that whole industry and how advertising is in general still not a big fan of it um, so I set up a clothes company that instead of advertising, we'd sort of like um, we'd support new music and help produce and promote new bands. And uh, you were our first experiment, I guess. Yeah. And yeah, it was. It, it was, was just good, good. timing because you were doing that as your first business or anything yeah. that you were setting up. I was doing. I just started doing music, and it kind yeah. of it worked nicely. And you, and you guys did. I say, are you guys at the time? It was l- literally just you. Yeah, man. Um, and you did a little um, a mixtape type thing that had me on and a few different of a bit of speaking about the company and stuff like that as a, as a promo yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, as a giveaway so technically it was the first possibly my first actual release i uh, guess yeah, yeah. it was at the same time as i did no commercial breaks i guess yeah but yeah. yeah it was um we we did that and i think on that cd you released um it was an exclusive you, track you, wasn't you released it? an exclusive track on that yeah mr otis, otis regrets, regrets. I, have, I have people hit me up about that every yeah, now and then they yeah. go oh, where can i find the lyrics yeah, to it and i have yeah. to say i don't remember how it goes at all <laughs> Because it's one that we I, re- I recorded then, but because yeah. it wasn't on any of the albums, it's not one I've done done no. live or gigged much. So yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a and weird I, one. I remember um, when you told me what the, the track title was uh, yeah. in time for me printing the CD. Yeah, I think I called it just Mister Otis. Yeah, so I think that's yeah. yeah, so it's, it's just Mister Otis it's spelt wrong on the. On the... I, I probably that's you know it's 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 fine. I've got I'd, I've just done a track with the British a Red Cross, which is is something we'll get to talking about. But we recorded it earlier in the year. And there's been so many emails back and forth now because it's a big charity album thing of like, so what's the confirmed title and what thank yous would you like and all of it. I'm just like, just you write something, email it to me, and I'll I'll sign that off. I don't care what the title is. With the <laughs> fuck, I've done the work. I gave you an hour of my time. That's all I'm giving to, to charity. That's my some maximum <laughs> answering emails as well. Um, and we're also joined by Stuart. A whiffin who was available just about, yeah. <laughs> no, so um, Stu, so um, long <laughs> no, you've been doing you at the start of, of We Are Lizards. Me and Chris kind of DJ together, and we were kind of we came as a as a package at the time. But you're yeah. definitely like a fifty percent. I'm not. You're smiling because you think I'm going to say something horrible. Yep. I will. Again, you need to be warned that we, this isn't the usual podcast where it's a professional and with guests. Mm-hmm. We're going to just be mugging each other off constantly. But you were definitely at least. Yeah. A fifty percent part of We Are Lizards ever happening because you kind of approached me and said, "I think you should do a club night." Yeah, and you've done cl- a club nights for years. You you did the Pink Toothbrush, which is the one that we all used to go to as teenagers. Yeah, um, Still do because I mean you're you're, you're you're old as fuck. I've not mentioned that either. You're kind yeah, of I'm really old. <laughs> Fifty what? 
He's a little bit old. <laughs> you not? <laughs> no, I'm just messing. No, but you were a few years above us, so when still when we were going to the, the brush, you'd already had the wearable to go, right, I, you used to go there as a teen. You're like, right, yeah. I can get involved in this and DJ here and, uh-huh. and run it. And Yeah, totally. So you, and, and you were talking about it recently on the on on, on the one show. That's right, yeah. On the, um, of, of the pink toothbrush. So give us a little bit of pink toothbrush story and history. Great, free plug. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the toothbrush is the longest running alternative club in the UK. Yep. Um, opened in '82. Was opened a few years prior to that, and it was called Crocs. Named because it had a crocodile in it, yeah, didn't it? Didn't or an alligator. It, it, it was an, actually an alligator, but oh. yeah, there was. Um, as you walked into the club, on, on to the left of the entrance was a uh, a, a small pool with uh, an alligator in. And at that time, um, uh, to, to paint the picture a little bit clearer, it's um, it's in a place called Rayleigh in Essex, which is it's not really on the on the, on the map as a as a go to place for no. a night out, really, is it? And um, it's a little doorway, and it's it's obviously called the Pink Toothbrush. So it, it's it's a strange little place, but it started out, and, and, and at the beginning of the eighties, it was a real hotspot for the, the new romantic scene. Depeche Mode were obviously the resident band, and and Moye and Vince Clark, and um, you know it was it was a little hive, and it's stayed kind of true to that sort of left field yeah. alternative scene right up until last Friday, and it'll be doing it again this Friday. It is it is weird that it, like like that we would all be getting cabs and trains and buses to to Rayleigh which again there's not a lot there there's yeah. all, all I've ever been to in Rayleigh is either a pub before the pink toothbrush or a kebab shop yeah, after yeah, the pink totally, toothbrush yeah, yeah. but there's because of the pink there. toothbrush I've yeah, never yeah. been for any other reason no and and like <clears throat> you used to tell them about how you used to get in yeah I I, I, <laughs> I, I always remember the, the first time I had a big interview in Mixmag and I got a message off Stu instantly the next day when it came out because I mugged off two of his nights he ran because um, I said about how at the Pink Toothbrush, we used to break in. So one of us had paid to get in. Yeah, yeah. And they'd go round to the fire exit at the back, open the fire escape, and the rest of us had bomb in. If you're interested in this... It doesn't work now. Obviously, there's good security, but... Yeah, we're, we're, we're hot as shit on that now. <laughs> um, but go, go on YouTube, and there is a Pink yeah. Toothbrush 30th anniversary documentary, which, yeah. which pips in, and, and Jubis is in, and, and lots of other local people that you might and, recognise. And was in. made by Tom Coles as well, Tom, who's done course. all the music videos yeah. with me. I've had, I'd, had a lot of requests to have him on the podcast, mm. um, which... I can't be fucked with that. No, he's not as fun as us. No, no, obviously I, I will but, do at some point, but yeah. But in that, you, we do actually recreate um, yeah, you break it in. Yes, so you, you recreate the break it in. Done. Yeah, so I've, I've given oh, you a teaser, yep. but I won't give the full mm. the full details there. So that's who we're with, and we're in the Whiffin. Yes, you are. Which is the bar at the end of your garden. End of your garden. Um, Clever yeah. play on words there. Yeah, because of the name. Mm. Very good. Thanks. Are you, you've actually been mentioned a few times on the podcast, haven't you? With never with particularly a, good. No, always just mugging <laughs> you off in some oh, way. No. Gal Porter um, mocked my name. Yep, um, that hurt. She I called you Gal, Whiffy. I, I loved Gal Porter. Old yeah. Whiffy. Um, Stu Whiffy. Yep, that was nice. Um, it's also interesting that I'm, and you've listened to some of the podcasts. So the things we're going to go through, I've made some notes of different right. things. A few of them are, are episodes of the podcast. Mm-hmm. I know that you've oh. listened to a fair few. I know that Chris has listened to f- 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 
fuck all of them. So I've listened to, I've listened to, I don't know, four. Yeah, this is my favourite part because the the reason I know, and I'm, I'm <laughs> this is a great exciting bit now. The reason I know that Chris hasn't listened is one of the ones he's listened to is is the Alan Moore one. Which yeah, no, he said, I haven't listened to the last 20, 30 minutes. Of it. Yeah, because literally. It's in the last hour that I give Chris specifically a name drop and talk about Chris to Alan Moore, who's one of no his heroes. Way. So it was hilarious no. when he's like, Yeah, yeah, no, I listened to that one. I was like, Oh, did you? It's like, no. Yeah, yeah, it's good. I just missed the end of it. It's like, All oh, right. Didn't yeah. mention that we have a great oh, discussion man. about you. No it's way. a complete what? flip of me being <laughs> up and going, For fuck's sake, Pip, you've just mentioned me again. I got all excited and then just got slagged right off. Yeah, that oh, happens man. a lot. Do you know what? I love that. I, I got up to um, when, he, when Alan recited that poem, yeah. uh, spoken word, which was dope. And sent you to sleep, right? <laughs> no, I had to go out and then I had to go back to it. <laughs> and uh, do you know what? It's weird you say that because I know that a few times you've been like, listen to my, you listen to my podcast yet? And I was just thinking he was getting all precious over it. It was only on but that one because no, it is one of his heroes. He's a big fan uh, of Alan man, Moore. Yeah, and we discussed yeah. only because Alan started talking about lucid dreaming which that and masturbating are your two are your two main things they're my my things so so yeah but yeah we have a big discussion so anyone who wants to hear that can go back to the Alan Moore episode (laughs) including me this is going to be a whole episode of plugs basically so (laughs) right that's the end of the intro I guess so we're going to start getting through as said I should explain and make it clear we've started drinking already we're going to go through a month at a time if we get up to about an hour I'll stop, and then the next month will start in next week's episode, if that makes sense. And we'll get progressively more drunk and progressively less intelligent. Coherent. Yeah, mm. coherent and any good. So at this like point, coherent. as I said, as I normally record the intro separately, at this point, we're going to have the theme music. There we go. That was the theme music. You didn't. Oh. I mean, we're in the room and we didn't hear that, obviously. But what is your that theme music? Uh, see, you wouldn't know. Oh, yeah, cheers um, for listening, Chris. No, no, no. It's, sure. it's the distraction, distraction piece. It's introduction, but yeah. Okay, yeah. Cheers for listening to the albums as well. Um, <laughs> Chris Lasson, one of my oldest friends. Um, <laughs> so let's start off in January, and again, we're gonna sponsor <laughs> the podcast, you prick. <laughs> I gave him free sponsorship. If I charged him for the sponsorship, he would have listened. It's against principles, isn't it? To, uh, I should have. I mean, although we've started the second part now, I, I should also mention that you two have now gone into kind of business together. So you work yeah. Yeah. with Redshift, and Redshift works with, yeah. with you on club promotion that's as well. Right. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. So what's the kind of yeah? What's so you Chris do? That's the club promotion, and I have to listen to the podcast <laughs> <on the afternoon>. <laughs> <laughs> and pay attention. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so a lot of the time. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. That is the arrangement. That's the arrangement. Yeah. So that's nice. Um, so obviously we're going to be talking about a lot of good and positive stuff, but also it's been a proper fucked up year. Mm. So yeah, I guess really. we're not going to, I mean, we'll talk a bit about that, but the more drunk we get, we might not dwell too much on that. But no. um, January was when the Charlie Hebdo yeah. stuff happened in, in, mm. in Paris. And obviously that seems even more recent because of this. The second one. There's been two tragedies in Paris yeah. in 2015, which is kind of yeah. a fucked up. But Dark. and the fallout of which they're sort of like all debating now as yeah. we speak. Mm. Yeah, so, yeah, with all sorts of narcissists. But again, I, the thing that stru- struck me. Obviously, we can talk about it in as much detail as we want. But the thing that really genuinely moved me, and I get a bit annoyed with outpourings of sadness on social media because, as as Anthony Jeselnik addressed, and yeah. we watched 
this recently. He had a brilliant thing, a, a brilliant part in his set where he's kind of saying that people who have been affected by tragedies the day after a tragedy aren't on social media. So social media is, is full of people going, don't forget about how sad I am. And it's, it's, it's kind of, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, part yeah. Of, of what he says. But that aside, a picture circulated um, of the day after the, the, the tragedy, just numerous squares in Paris and in France, across, just filled with people just saying, um, not afraid and still strong and all these other things. So that just blew me away, seeing the French people... A react in such a manner and not in yeah. a and not in the British or American way and not to hate on any of our tragedy but the British and American way is traditionally who are we going to kill yeah draw, up, draw up battle lines so it was, it, was, it was kind of beautiful to see the French way of just going right no we're just going to show that we're unified and we're still very European and very kind of <laughs> yeah, we're yeah, not yeah. warmongering about it all so but what do you th- think on all of that on, on the actual tragedy itself because the fact is they were bombed or, or they were killed because of some cartoons that they drew. Yeah, so we're talking about should the reaction? Yeah, sh- should the reaction be stop drawing them cartoons, or should the reaction be no, no, fuck them? We're going to draw them, but then is it worth people d- dying over cartoons? What kind of? Oh, it's a tough one. That I started um, off heavy, haven't yeah, I? I started, really, I've gone yeah, in heavy. Yeah, it's going to lighten up. I mean, oh, what, what yeah. about the, the movies in January? It's I gonna, it was going to start on New Year's no, Eve and, and, and talk about the party. No, we're going to get straight in. People getting shot. We're going to get straight in stuff. But yeah, now let's 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 go in on it. I think that you got to have freedom of speech, whether completely, or not that's completely. Up, whether or not you, you know, people are arguing or you're sort of asking for it. I, I don't yeah. know. I just think that you know, it's it's a bit like our sense of humour. Our sense of humour sometimes can be quite off the wall. Yeah, and I don't I don't want to be sort of like penalised for being able to express that, yeah. especially you know that sort of satire totally as well. Agree. So totally agree. Yeah, I, I'd say mug them off. Really, and, if and, that's and, what you want to do. And I think the beautiful thing was it's easy for outsiders to say that because we're not the ones under threat but it was beautiful the French and again mm. and with the most a recent tr- tragedy in France which yeah. again we'll get into I'm slurring my words already I've had one I've had one Bacardi and Coke I've had one oh, sip yeah. oh. <laughs> I've had half a, uh, I, I made it quite strong um, yeah the, the beautiful thing was seeing the French a, a, a reaction again and it, after Charlie Hebdo instantly tons of the illustrators and artists drawing stuff yeah. still taking the piss and mm. still basically saying fuck you yeah. you can't you can't break us in that way no. so that's yeah it's amazing you can't censor stuff like that it's, it's you know it's it's, it's it's comedy isn't it if you're yeah. gonna if you're gonna you know, a cartoon is it's comedy isn't it and you, you, you comedians are comedians you know in whatever form and you, you can't you can't yeah. sense it out. That's just unfortunately not how um, the people who did the, you know, committed the attack saw it, and yeah, that's a whole different thing. Is you know we have a set of value judgments here mm-hmm. that say you should be able to have satire and joke about these things, yeah. and there's yep. a complete. But but the thing is, there's a there's a there's a, 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 a group out there, and and, and um, a huge vast populations in the world where they don't currently have that set of value judgments and, and, and that's where the clash comes to play from. a little bit of, of devil's advocate though it's kind of I mean I looked at that initially and thought that's it's outrageous that they're thinking that they have a right to say here's what you should or shouldn't do but we do that over here as well so we look out to what you countries who have have different uh, uh, b- b- beliefs on even the repression of, of, of women in, 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 in some Muslim countries, and not all. Um, you look at Turkey and you look at a lot of other places who've got um, uh, politicians who are women, and more 
politicians and heads of state who are women than we have and things like that. So not all, but some, and we go, right, they're wrong and they're, they're backwards thinking. And I kind of do think that because I do look at it and go, how are you treating women like this as second-class yeah. citizens, all this kind of thing? That's not really any different from them trying to impose their beliefs and standards upon us because mm-hmm. we're looking at them and saying you can't do that and we're <laughs> often st- st- stepping in as the UN and saying you can't run a country like this human yeah. rights all this kind of thing so yeah that, I mean that doesn't really help anything but it's just kind of I think it's it's a weird one because we do the same it's easy it's it's at what point and this is getting too heavy now early on but oh, <laughs> at what point do the bad guys re- think or realise that they're the bad guys there's a fantastic, is it, um, a David or Mitchell and Webb uh, sketch where they're, they're oh, Nazis yeah, and they're the, going, the they're Nazis going Nazis yeah, they're going, hang on, our, our badge has got skulls Skull on it. No, no, we're the good guys. It's like, no, this, this feels like we You're might be the, with death. Are we the bad guys. And yeah, and again, it's a similar thing that it's, it's, it's easy and they are the bad guys. All of the terrorist attacks, obviously, they're complete scumbag idiots, but it's easy to ignore the stuff that we potentially do in different countries where maybe we're the bad guys in certain situations as well. And again, it, it, it fuels this. If we hadn't had so many interventions in the Middle East, we wouldn't have these reactions now. That's directly where it comes yeah, from. Of course it is. If you look, course at, if you look at like a lot of the ways people get manipulated in these other countries will be on, on the grounds of supposed religion. Yeah. But then they look at us and, you know, we, we, we'd say a lot of people who don't have that sort of conviction in the West. Um, yeah. but at, you know, Pete, it's a cliche, but money is a religion over here now. Yeah. And money and the whole basis of money, I won't go on a massive rant about it today, but, you know, interest rates and credit creation, that's that's all based on just, just opinion. They're, these are concepts yeah. that people have invented and created out of nothing. Yeah. That's no different to, in some ways, religion. Yeah. Yeah. So we sit there and, you know, they're looking at us thinking about our, our ways of life and, and how that it boils down to the, the penny on the pound. And we look at a lot of, you know, their beliefs with it being fixated in religion. And it's just two complete, as I yeah. said, like value judgments, you Completely. know, you have different positions. Again, on. it's all conceptual stuff. I had, I had a guy, I had a big argument on, on Twitter the other day because I did a thing. I closed, I closed the web store on, on Black Friday every year. I do a big thing of don't, just, <laughs> yeah. just fuck it. We're just going to close. I nearly tripled the prices of everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then I went back to have the conversation with Stu about me saying, mate, uh, all the prices are going up three <laughs> for, times today. For one so day. And, if anyone and, wants a t-shirt. And it is a lot quick. of effort. It is a lot of effort to do it for one day. But I had that and, and one guy tweeted going, it would be good, but I'm still, um, you lose points for even acknowledging a made-up day. Oh, and I, and, and I, said, I, I said to him, I was like, all days are made up. <laughs> yeah. so every day is yeah, ma- totally. made up. We made totally. up the days. We made, yeah. Everything's what, fucking made point, up. At what point does it not become made up? Yeah, yeah exactly. Put in your Google Christmas calendar. is made up, or, or a bank holiday Sunday is made up. No, that's okay. So anything, we've, right. na- if, we've created everything. Mm. Your dog Zavi, a shout out to Zavi. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't know about Sundays. He does. Or Tuesdays. <laughs> he doesn't have specific days. He doesn't have days that are these names on days. They're all. Everything's made up. Anyway, idiots. Um, but on the, we, I, I, I want to go back to something that you were saying this year. I'm staying on the heaviness for a bit. Right. But, but, but you were saying about art and comedy and satire. Um, you have known for years, Cunt and the Gang. 
Um, and and kind of the gang, if you don't know, a lot of people will know they kind of they are an internet f- or he is an internet phenomenon. Um, but they're also a, it's it's a, a local lad, and from the name you can probably guess, uh, listeners, that it's quite abrasive and offensive stuff. It's but like a funk band from the seventies. <laughs> no, 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 it's quite the opposite. But he will discuss really taboo subjects yep. and in a completely mocking way, rarely with any. Like, it, it, just to make clear, there's not some clever twist to it. It's genuinely right. I'm going to take the piss out of this, but that's that's that has to happen, right? That's the that's one of the essential mm. things of comedy to address s- subjects mm. and topics like that. Yeah, of course, of course. Right. <laughs> I don't know I, what what he does is is, is puerile and you know and and it is lots of knob jokes and and yeah. uh, and things like that, but. He's a clever lad, and yeah. he's, he's one of my nearest and dearest friends, and and he's carved out a really nice career for himself, and, and got like blown up at Edinburgh Fringe and things like that. Smashed and been, it at the Fringe. Um, people like know. Stuart Lee, who's been yeah. on the podcast, yeah. and numerous others, all, really? all, all raving yeah. about him. Yeah, no way. yeah. Um, and it is, is puerile and silly, but it's yeah. essential. It's also no no boundaries and, and no barriers. And before he was doing Cunt and the Gang, the the best. Um, or my favourite example of his type of humour and satire was when the um, the big posters were up about about pills and ecstasy. Do you want to do, do, do you want to detail? Are we allowed to go into that? Is he going to get in trouble? Yeah, let's not do that one. No, let's how not about, do that one. I'll tell you, you what. Come on, it's fine. Because that's kind of similar the, to I'll the Charlie about, Hebdo uh, one, uh, isn't it? The, the, the wine ass one had a big <laughs> kickback. Um, he he done them. Um, he did do a very good. He used to go out and do a little bit of. I don't know if you'd call it street art or, but there was um there was a pub not too far from where we are now, and um it uh, it, it, it was being pulled down and, and they were going to put a retirement home there and and it, as um that the works were being done on the pub that the whole surrounding area was 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 like um fenced off with big sheets of ply but they were sort of promotional ply for the retirement home that was going in there and I think in general there was there must have been about 50 of these panels and each panel had um a picture of um a doctor um handing a cup of tea to an elderly woman and uh, this was a long time ago now and and I remember I was Oh, it was a long, long time ago. I was, I was pushing my daughter in a buggy around the shops, and uh, and I looked to my right quickly to see that it wasn't just the one, but it was forty-eight panels of this this doctor giving this cup of tea to to this elderly woman. But over the doctor's head, um, he'd actually printed off forty-eight perfectly sized Harold Shipman heads <laughs> <laughs> and put them. Oh no, thing. <laughs> it's darkness. It's darkness. I love it. But again, it's it's something that uh, I mean, I um, mean, you, Chris, have had a, a lot of listening to Anthony Cheselnik over oh, the man, years, yeah. and he's one that again is very adamant that it's so essential to make jokes of everything to take the power away f- f- from it. You know, so if it, he just yeah. thinks if 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 someone said you can't go there, he's he's going to go there and. And I think that, you know, it, it, to, to me, to a sense of humour is... What your sense of humour is doesn't mean that reflects your, yeah. your your opinions on life. In, in fact, I find things Joe, that make me laugh are the things that are the most extreme, yeah. counter things to what I actually Or Joe do. Rogan talks about it a lot in his stand-up and on his podcast. He's like, 
these are jokes. I don't yeah, mean yeah. this shit. If I meant this shit, I'd be a horrible person. I'd be yeah, even yeah. all this is like it's mm. jokes. It's making it's having fun and having a laugh. Yeah. Um, well, on 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 the podcast in in January, I've I've not got that much in January, but um, on the podcast, one of the ones I was really excited about was I had a, a website called fullfact.org oh, which wow. I've I've told a lot of people about and it's basically they're a website that are there for fact checking so they will oh, fact man. check why have you bought this it's the only one I haven't listened to it's fine I've got others to discuss to listen to there's only one no 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 but it's, it's really <laughs> interesting because <laughs> because of you but <laughs> because of where we live they're they're fucking essential because you mm. will have a lot of mates on Facebook or both of you will we'll have a lot of mates no no we'll have no but you will have mates on Facebook that um uh embarrassing at points with some yeah, of the stuff that they'll yeah. share or agree of Britain first <laughs> Look at we, me. we live in Thurrock which is a big um, or was a big BNP stronghold it's a UKIP stronghold mm. um, and one of the things that f- a full f- f- fact do is they'll go through and fact check a lot of the Britain first posts mm. and stuff like that and show the actual statistics that's, and the that's, actual that's quite current isn't it yeah because uh, I'm, I'm incorrect in saying that Britain first lost their Facebook page. They, they lost it, but it's got no. It was kind of it was a bullshit campaign, I believe, on Britain First's part. Oh, okay. I believe they kind of faked. Uh, we've been kicked off as a publicity thing. Oh, really? From what I've heard now, it looked like they started to drum up this whole yeah, yeah. support us, blah blah blah, and it looks like it was a they kind of faked being kicked off to get wow to get more attention, which is a, a solid thing. I'm still convinced that Six Music was never under any threat of being cut at all because yeah. the biggest thing that happened to Six Music was the threat to take it away and then it became yeah. this huge entity. So yeah. I don't know if Britain First have, have looked at their opposite of a, a, a really left-leaning, cool, friendly station and gone, let's do some of that. Let's pretend we're under threat. And Long shot. Yeah. Is that like a kid like threatening to leave home? Yeah, 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 exactly. It's the boy who cried... A racist wolf. Um, <laughs> it's, it's the boy who cried, "Wolf, go back to your own country." Um, Sounds like an eighties wrestler. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I should mention we're also around the corner from where Gladiator Wolf lived for oh, a long wow. time. Well, we're, we're just up the road from where he had a sports shop in he, the town centre. He had a sports shop, didn't he? On the Wolf Sports, a Wolf no Sports, way. straight to yeah. the point. Yeah. Didn't he got done for? Didn't he like someone tried to break into his Ferrari and he just absolutely lit them up? Probably. Do you remember really? that story? Yeah, yeah, and they tried breaking in and like... Just wrong, come steaming just out like, of his <laughs> the, 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 worst, uh, the worst of all the gladiators <laughs> to, to cars to try and nick. And uh, he just bent, bent them in half. Basically. I just had to know, he was... The worst <laughs> of all the gladiators to cop an hiding off of. Cause, yeah. Like, he was older than your dad. <laughs> he was the oldest by a long way. He was the oldest by a long, long way. Good, good old wolf. He's the bestest. Um... Other ones I highlighted from January were Stuart Lee and, and Riz Ahmed. And Stuart Lee, I've just had Richard Herring on this month, and Stuart Lee for me was one of the ones I was most n- nervous about because I'm a massive. I think Stuart Lee, as a British comedian, n- no doubt at all, he's my favourite mm. a British comedian. I think the way he crafts his sets, he's an absolute genius. But he's also quite grumpy and curmudgeonly on stage and in interviews. So I didn't know how he'd be, but. On the podcast, he was the loveliest, uh-huh. friendliest dude, and just had a, a manic laugh, and was was thoroughly enjoyable. I, I'd imagine he, he, I, I would think I'd be. Well, you'll have to imagine intimid- as you've not listened, but <laughs> quite on. intimidated by that because he's he's an intelligent, like he's, yeah. he's quite incisive. But, and but again, he completely he pulled yeah, that away. Yeah, he was com- yeah, he was the most friendly yeah. and warm and Good. and lovable. And uh, towards the end of the year before, I'd had um, th- a Dylan Moran on. 
which was one that I've, right. I've mentioned I struggled with. It was a really yeah, hard yeah, interview, yeah. and it wasn't his fault, or it might have been my fault, but mm. it was quite a last-minute one. He didn't. I don't think he really knew it was a podcast, so he was expecting quite a quick yeah, thing. Yeah, and I'm yeah. trying to. So he was giving a lot of short, one-word answers and stuff like that. So I thought this could be the, the same with Stuart Lee, but complete opposite, just the friendliest and loveliest dude. Yeah. And then Riz Ahmed as well, who, again, I'm a massive fan of his spoken word and his acting, and he spoke, I it was brilliant. He spoke amazingly on that. Mm. Just Again, he was one that was, a lot of people were like, I didn't really know who he was, but he's so intelligent. And he just, correct me if I'm wrong, he just done a film with Gyllenhaal at that point? Yeah, 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 he'd, yeah, yeah. he'd just done Nightcrawlers, which was yeah. fantastic. Um, a, a, one of my films of last year. Um, but yeah, he's... It was amazing. And he just spoke... It was, it was really interesting hearing that at his point, or when he started his career and still now, there were more opportunities for a British-Asian man in America that, than in, in UK films, because Britain only really made period dramas. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we didn't have a lot of Asians in because we were a, a, a ravaging, a rampaging country of, of white people. Yeah. And that was just... That was something that I was yeah. like, I never even... Uh, thought of that and the fact is his first because Nightcrawler was a huge thing and really mm-hmm. acclaimed his first big I'd say was the the co-star in yeah, that it was yeah. it was he uh, uh, he was Gyllenhaal's sidekick so yeah his first really big thing and it's like yeah it's, it's, he's had to go to America to not just play obviously he did Four Lions and numerous other things but in that he's very much playing yeah that you know is, I watched that again the other day I love Four Lions, Four Lions absolutely also, amazing yeah 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 it's really good um Riz has been wicked in everything. I mean, well, I think the first thing I saw he's him one of the best. was, what, was he's one Shifty? Of the best. Was he in Shifty? Shifty, yeah, he's amazing that, that in Shifty. Was, that, was hectic. that was a really good film. Well, made by, by Aaron Creevy, and it was part of a micro-budget um, a project where they had 100 grand and that was it, which right, is a micro-budget yeah. um, in, in, in film terms. And yeah. they made it all, and it's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Who, he then went on to make a welcome, welcome to, to the Punch. To the punch. Me and you went to sleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. On that Riz Ahmed podcast... Yeah. Um, if anyone's listening hasn't caught it, what I did do after listen to it. I listened to it. What was that tune? I um, went on, I went it's on our times. Yeah, man, absolutely amazing. It's one of two yeah, times I think I've played a song on the podcast. In yeah. general, I think it kills the podcast. I've had a few people yeah. on who were like, "Oh, can yeah. we drop a song?" And I'm like, "It doesn't really work." But Man, check that out. he played. He yeah. played Sour yeah. Times in yeah. the video. Actually, it's got me and Tom Hardy. Really? Yeah, because he, he got a, a load of people he knew to do uh, to lip sync it either on a webcam or filming it somewhere, and then he then they the, 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 they put together a, a video of that because it's interesting. He's 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 balanced that a, a music career as a really good a rapper, a really good spoken word artist, and excelling in acting. Mm. So yeah, he kind of pulled all his contacts. He's like but, a really safe geezer as well. And mm. again, it's a really it's it's a depressingly relevant track considering it came out probably three or four years ago Sour Times but it's about the misperception of Muslims yeah, yeah, yeah. In, 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 in the UK um, yeah it's powerful it's powerful let's get on Let, let's all relax a bit and get and, and get on to some MMA oh if you get anything Chris sorry I don't want to no, jump we're, on we're good we're, we've been we're good we've with been January through January yeah, um, yeah, yeah let's get to some MMA because that's what we I say I've, I've kind of prefixed this by we meet up at the club night have a few drinks and talk about uh, what's happened that month it's pretty much exclusively uh, what's happened in mixed martial arts that month yeah so. it starts a little bit earlier than that because you're, you're yeah, just to paint the picture of how we, we, we <laughs> Pip's brother yep. comes and picks um, <laughs> me up and Pip's already in the car 
He's in Malaysia at the moment, so can't be part of this. I was going to have right. him as, a, oh, as, as the only Lovely. intelligent one. but And, uh, <laughs> and, and, and DJ Destructions in the car as well, who has no idea about anything involving MMA. Yeah, he's not interested at all. Or, or anything like that. Poor old Destruction. Poor man. He gets in the car and literally by the time we've got to the end of my road, we discuss MMA from mine to the venue yeah and uh, which could be an hour can be 90 minutes can yeah, be two yeah. hours and the poor lads yeah. just just sat there not interested I cherish that shit yeah it's it's, <laughs> it's 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 the one but um january had jones cormier was the one that i flagged oh, as the big, big one of that big. year that was a massive massive fight had the build-up was postponed from the year before had the um the fight in in, in, in the press conference well, that, that was that really weird amazing. this is amazing because i was in vegas yeah um um, for for um for my wife's fortieth, and um and we literally went out there, and, and it was like I want to go and see Floyd's gym and go and see what's going on out there, and, and have a look about. And there's a, there's actually a picture to the to the right of um, Leon Spinks fighting Muhammad Ali there, and nice. uh, I, I met Leon Spinks um, oh, wow. in in Vegas, and he, he signed that picture where he, he beat Ali, yeah. And uh, oh, but um, did he have it on him? Funnily enough, he had a stack at the, at the table he was sitting at in the uh, in the sports oh, shop. That's fair enough. Then that's but, fair enough. Um, I thought you just just bumped him to him. He's like, I've got a few of these. Funny you should say that. Let me sign this briefcase. But um, no, he, um, where was I going with it? And, and literally, it was obviously it's ridiculously hot out there. And and we'd done everything we sat to do when we was in Vegas, but. I really wanted to go to the MGM Grand. Yeah. And, and outside there was loads of posters advertising upcoming you know, yeah. UFC events. And on the last day, we walked right the way up the strip and got to New York, New York, and it was like, right, should we cross the road and go in MGM Grand and, and, and have a look about it? And it was so hot. And we, it was the end of the day. It was like, no, 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 can't be bothered. And then literally that afternoon was the, the Jones no, Courtney yeah. tear-up. You could have popped in, in and MGM witnessed that Grand live. Foyer, for, for, yeah, and I missed it. And what happened... For people listening, particularly the, those who aren't MMA fans, actually, was they had their kind of press conference and they square up to each other for a photo and they yep. pushed each other and kicked off. And the reason I say particularly for those who aren't MMA fans is that people who aren't MMA fans generally think that that's what happens all the time. But in general, it's not. It's a very no. yeah, other than yeah, Connor, yeah. other than Connor, it's, it's quite a polite and, and restrained and reserved sport. And they'll they'll have these whole media tours yeah. where they're having to be really face to face with yeah. the guy they're going to fight, but. They're sportsmen. They're not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not people in the car park with beef. They're they're athletes and sportsmen who are engaging in a, a, a contest of of, of skill and has that conversation with people. people now, still though. don't see it that because way, like, I still have that conversation and have to explain that. Yeah. At length, that when I talk about MMA, they're like, "Oh, the cage fight and all the barbarism," and it, it's yeah. like you're going. It's to that it's word. It's, it's cage fighting. As soon as people hear the word yeah. cage but they, fighting, but then they link that to it. So when yeah, I yeah. say mixed martial arts or UFC, yeah. And then it'll let them know, oh, like cage fighting. It's, it, it's I always end up going go mixed martial that. arts because if you say a UFC, they'll generally go, oh, oh, what, like wrestling? And think it's it's a fake thing, yeah. like the WWF or whatever. And it's like, well, no, the, it's 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 the best sport in the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love it. But yes, so that was a big fight. And it was seen as Jones's first real, or, or the first fight in a while that people saw as a potential this, he could. He could get get beaten. He called me his Olympic medalist in wrestling, and again, I think that's really it's not so much over here, but it's really um, giving it 
or, or legitimising it in America is that so many of the top fighters now are Olympic medalists. So it's like, it's mm. not just some big bloke who's tough. It's like, these are athletes, these are professional sportsmen and athletes. So skilled in, in, in an array of different martial yeah. arts and, and, you know, in combat sports. It's, it, it's not like taking nothing away from boxing. Obviously, there's a stack of signed pictures of my favourite yep. boxers on this wall. Was yep. How many sitting, people yeah. have you accosted with pictures just <laughs> as, they, as, they walk out, they walk out, as they walk out the gym? Yeah, yeah. Um, but but that, that's, that's one discipline, I think, to, to be a, a, at, the, at the UFC level. I'm not, underselling so any, I'm not underselling any other, any other organisation, but you need to be an elite boxer, an elite wrestler, and, elite BJJ, you know. You... And, and the UFC level now, um, I, I remember getting really excited when we, I got, um, it was before they were available anywhere to, to pay for. I, and someone gave me a DVD of like UFC 1 to 20. It was like the biggest, most exciting thing. Yeah. And we put them on. Yeah, yeah. And they were fun to watch, but I lost interest pretty quick because they weren't athletes. And they weren't. They were at that point a boxer against a tough guy or yeah, a, a taekwondo yeah, guy against yeah, yeah. a sumo guy. A boxer with one glove on and one yeah, hand free. It of was, course, it was yeah. like um, it was human humanity's version of Street Fighter Two in a way, wasn't exactly, it? Exactly, exactly. Whereas now it is everyone. You have to be an athlete and in all disciplines. So yeah. the reason that was interesting was Cormier is this. Olympic level wrestler against Jones who's beaten everyone up and just kind of trained himself and it's quite weird but Jones just dominated him just absolutely he out wrestled him he didn't go in there and just beat him up he out wrestled him and just he shamed him I know you said that um, you know Cormier was the the first one that legitimately people thought was a threat yeah I, I, I agree with what you're saying because he wasn't seen as a threat well he was but not not a massive threat, but I thought, you know, Gustafsson had already highlighted quite a few yeah, flaws well, actually, in, in yeah. his... Oh, and Jones's, Jones in interviews after that, sorry yeah. to jump in, Jones in interviews after that said that Cormier wasn't his great his great challenge. He's gone on record yeah. saying Gustafsson was the guy who, mm. who put it... But put that it was down. it. So maybe partly it was Cormier's pedigree, but partly because Gustafsson had exposed Jones a bit mm. that, yeah. that made him look beatable. Because... Yeah. Prior to Gustafsson, I mean, Gustafsson was one of the biggest write-offs yeah. in, in a title fight. No one expected him to yeah. have any chance at all. People were like, how's he got this title shot? He's been he's been jumped ahead and fast-forwarded. So the fact he then did go and, and put that on was, yeah, was kind of amazing. I but yeah, I, I, I think Gustafsson's amazing. Yeah. And, and you, know, you know I don't like Cormier. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I love mm, Cormier. I think he's great. I, do you know what, as well? Can we just say on that? Because when you start talking about Cormier... Yeah. Like that whole that whole thing... I, I was Jones's biggest fan. for yeah. When we first started watching him, knocking people out left, right and centre, and just his striking and how he used to go at people from different angles, I, I loved him. And when he, the more and more established he got and the more he started talking, yeah. the less and less... I started seeing cracks in this guy, and I, and I didn't really like his character as much. Yeah. I mean, well, Jones call me a, call me a, a lost a lot of people. It was it was yeah. bizarre. Jones and people forget this, but Jones came out as almost too much of a superhero. The, yeah, yeah. the day he had his title fight against Shogun, so he's nineteen or something. He's got his title fight against Shogun. Man, that's he's crazy. out. He's out jogging, and he stops a, a bag thief. Oh, he chases yeah. he chases down a thief, and it's like instantly I was watching. That, I was like. 
Fuck off, mate. <laughs> it's like, come on. Yeah, come on. Not only are you the toughest guy in the world, you're also stopping yeah, thieves yeah, in the park yeah. and you're a superhero. You've one too many boxes, uh, mate. Yeah. 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 Um, I do need to highlight, though, that it was, it's been this year, really, that, that Chris, you've come back into the UFC fold. I've had about a two year hiatus. You off a bit because you had. Kind of a, a second puberty, I like to look at it as it has. Just because just you did, you, you, I, I remember it used to be me, you, and my brother, and sometimes Stu Terrell when alone, would all stay up and watch them live. Yeah. And you quite, and quite logically and fairly said to me one day, I need to go out and meet girls. I can't spend yeah. every Saturday night in your yeah. living room yeah. watching men fight. And it was, that was a legitimate argument to me. Yeah. I didn't get it, but you know, I'd rather watch men yeah. fight in their pants. Obviously but he's back doing it again now. He's back now, yeah. yeah. The, sec, the sex had got stale with the, you, the so grass I isn't, looked elsewhere. The grass isn't always greener on the other it, side, it, is it? It wasn't, it wasn't. <laughs> Stop trawling clubs to come back to my living room. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you've, you've, you've returned I'm, to the I'm UFC fold. and the fold. Thankfully, I've been welcomed. Because not really back to the fold. Not every... <laughs> not not everyone like you. You've been quite um, quite exclusive with your UFC uh, membership. Really. Yeah, I should. People I should get reveal banned this. from yeah. watching, what, coming to watch shows. I banned for people. I banned a one person for being racist. Yeah, that's yeah. a legit ban. I missed that. I'm, yeah, I wish I was there. For um, I banned other people because they were coming along thinking ignorantly that it was a social event. <laughs> Talking. We're here to, talking, Stu. They were I talking a lot, but they were Jesus. talking and saying, oh, God, this I, I'm just not into this MMA stuff. So get the fuck out of my house. Why, <laughs> why, are, why are you here? The, the, the great hypocrisy of that is we'd talk. <laughs> but yeah, we, yeah, we, we do talk. talk. We're watching and we're into <laughs> yeah, it. You're not going, well. why are they laying down? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's better when they hit each other. So I did ban people, and it was kind of a joke ban, but it stuck, and it's now, for a good year or two, it was just me and my brother every Saturday night, just up till, <laughs> up till 5, 6 a.m., just watching the fights. Did you... Did you stop going? Was this before or after you said you turned up round Pips with two chickens? <laughs> <laughs> what? I think I he was on a health know. kick. I do remember you going on a health kick. I do remember this. I do remember. Yeah, wow. no, that was before. And again, are you, as as as, <laughs> as, 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 as you said, you cooked. You, you took two cooked chickens. Oh, two right cooked chickens. No, I, I mean, as tonight will be. At some point, I think we're going to order pizza I quite soon, really. That. But we've got, we got cheese balls at the moment. The UFCs are generally the night off of any health kick. And yeah, Chris yeah. turned up one time with some chicken and no, right, some water. Yeah, gotcha. and yeah, yeah. yeah, was that was that pre? That was pre. That was a way back, and then yeah. Right. Again, the health kick. That didn't that didn't turn out either, did it? Didn't well, do it. Right. No, no one can say. I'm, I'm kidding. No, I'm, I'm kidding. Um, but that was kind of it for, for January for me. I, I looked through the film releases, and January's always a bit of a dry one for that kind of thing. So let's quickly just get what you guys did on, on New Year's Eve that that year. I sat where I'm sitting now. Sweet. I, 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 Chris, I literally can't even remember. So, am I set up here? Is something going to happen? You partied hard there. No, no, what, no. There's not a surprise. Okay, just quite well, asked. This is, this it, is it when was, you say no. Was, that's when you know that happened. And I'm like, Ooh. it was the first New Year's. So I hadn't put an event on for about twenty years. I hadn't DJ, I hadn't promoted anything, and so I'd already, I'd, I'd built this little bar in my garden. So I had all my friends over. And we we did a um, we booked a Were both of them available both of them yeah <laughs> you both welcome we again this we, year guys we didn't come <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah no, I, I spend every, I've mentioned this numerous times but I spend every New Year's at home I'm a big fan of it but I do look forward to it and I watch a film and I watched um, Aggie Air, the Wrath of God that year which is oh, I haven't seen that Verna Herzog it's it's great it's got oh, a great right. it's got the best the best scene with monkeys in outside of Dunstan checks in. <laughs> which is which is which is a, which is a classic. Um, right, I'll go and watch it. Let's move on to February. Um, I've got I've got one f- 
a film is. Let's get on to some films. In fact, February's a big film month for me, which I might ramble on because I had my, my first ever audition mm-hmm. for a film. But we'll get to that. Did either of you see The Kingsman? Um, I, I actually haven't. put it on the other night. Fell asleep. You fell asleep. You've been so itching to ask me to watch it. Like, yeah, because I think dude's like because I, I, I think it's totally up your street. Yeah, no, it no, is no, a no, comic book it, film, it was but good. But like, I had to get up, and I was like, Shit, it's fair. I mean, I was I was skeptical of it when I, I heard about it and I saw the casting, but it was all amazing. And it's just yeah, I, I won't talk about it too long. But the the uh, one of the villains in it um, is a young lady. I've forgotten her name. I've I follow her on Twitter and everything. Um, but anyway, she was previously like a dancer, I think, for Madonna and all sorts mm-hmm. of people. And then this was, was one of her first big film roles. And uh, you'll love it because she's just, it's like an ultimate martial arts villain. Like you like a good, a good martial arts I film like and mar- on back yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. And yeah, great villain, great, great movie. Uh, ironically, they, they, they put it on and fell asleep. That <laughs> yeah. was the same with the Alan Moore podcast, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I had to go. Um, you do a lot of sleeping. Oh, um, I mean, oh, you know that. I mean, we can move on from that. Um, let's get back to MMA quickly. I think we're going to smash... The plan was to smash through the first few months because there's not that much, but we're almost at the hour mark already. So what, really? Let's get through February quickly. Um, a, a Ronda Rousey, Kat Zingano... Yep. Man, that was a painful fight to watch. Yeah, because Cat again, Cat was another one where you kind of felt she's this a threat. Be the one. She'd been through so much. Um, she'd had, she'd had the title shot and then got injured and lost it. Her fucking husband passed away and so much sad stuff. And she built her way up to the. And she was meant to be the coach on the TV show and then she got injured. So really, truly dramatic story. And then she, Aronda, I think, got her first fight that could fit into um, a, a vine. It was the first one that you yeah. could get on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. So it was like instantly she just absolutely smashed it. And I, I literally, I can sit, I can remember sitting there and going, "Oh, for fuck's sake!" Yeah, yeah. Like, it, it ridiculous. And it's crap because everyone said, "Oh," because basically oh, what happened is Kat Zingano rushed straight out and went for a flying knee. Aronda just got her on the floor and tapped her out, and everyone said that's bad tactics or everything else but at that point obviously we'll get on to the end of the year Ronda mm-hmm. but at that point everything anyone had tried against Ronda hadn't worked so I don't think it's, it's the same when people say about Anderson Silva and, um, and Weidman saying oh we messed about and got caught it's like no he did that with Griffin and it worked yeah. he did yeah. that he's done that his whole career and it's worked he did that with Bonner and it worked this time it didn't work that doesn't mean he got too cocky or fucked up it's just it didn't, work. it didn't work this time yeah, yeah it's his style so I felt that with Cat. I felt that was a legitimate idea to rush Ronda catch because everyone tends to the argument at that point was that people were too scared of her or, or showed her too much respect so the ultimate thing is to rush her immediately flying knee but it didn't work Stand out it was, you don't yeah. get in a hit near you yeah I mean uh, but then you know other than turning down the fight You've kind of got yeah, to come yeah, up with yeah, something yeah, new cool. kind of thing, right, you know. I totally respect and have it right, like Kat smashed it, didn't she? Up until then, yeah, she, she was absolutely, absolutely fantastic. Mm. Just really a striking, her ground and pound, everything. Just really, and her determination. Yeah, and yeah. she was one of the first that you felt was possibly as hard as Ronda. Yeah, like yeah. just generally, just like this is a tough girl. This no, is it, like totally. you really felt she doesn't mind if she gets punched. And, and there's, you know. a de- there's a degree of risk going in like that. Yeah, when you haven't, when you haven't figured someone out. 
and you and you fly in like that. And but even saying the degree of risk, I the momentum I thought I thought she did get a little bit unlucky with how that that then turned out that yeah. that, that exchange. But yeah, yeah. like you say, you've, she's thrown, she's decided to open like that. Yeah, and she's got punished for it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to move on from that now because I'm worried that we will just talk about MMA all night, and um, some, yeah. and some listeners say, might not enjoy um, that. I'm still in February, out, but go ahead. February movies seventy one. Did you guys watch? Yeah, 71? I love yeah. seventy one. Man, for- I, I, I've got a thing for you know. I love watching Jack. I've got a thing for Jack O'Connell. Uh, it's great, and uh, but yeah, he, he he's awesome. It and blew when me that away. Came out, we were so looking forward to it, and it did and, disappoint. And that's one that right now is on like on demand stuff. I think it might even. Be on Netflix now, but it's, it's it definitely was, it on a lot on, of the on-demand on stuff. Four, um, yeah, last night or the night before. It's absolutely watch it. A fantastic, yeah. and it's about the seventies during the Troubles, yeah. um, and a soldier basically getting stuck in 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 Northern Ireland. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I I'd heard it was good. I didn't know what to expect. It's it's similar in a way with um, Pride, which was I saw yeah. I saw no, I did see in two thousand and fifteen. Actually, it came out in two thousand and fourteen, but it was one that again. I'd heard loads of recommendations, but I'd kind of gone in watching, thinking, I'm not really going to enjoy this, but absolutely blew me away. Just amazingly done. I'm um, not saying It's really good. It's, it's, it's really good. The only podcast I wanted to jump on on this one was I had Rufus Hound on um, in February. And Rufus Hound was another one that Stu didn't uh, listen to. Obviously, one of the many Stuart. that Chris did. But no, the only reason I mentioned it was it was one of the ones that was so beautiful seeing so many people surprised. Because again, it's ones it's it's ones like that, and it's why I was excited to do these uh, review ones. Because the fact is, even if you've got a big guest, that big guest will put off a certain amount of people because they go, "Oh, either I don't know who Rufus Hound is, or yeah. I'm not a fan of Rufus Hound." Yeah. And if your your busy life, as, as so on and so forth, you you might not give it a listen. But he was a great one because he's so intelligent politically and socially and just we had a really good chat and a lot of people just know him from a celebrity juice which is quite crude and quite offensive so he, yeah he was a highlight of, of that month for me because i knew he was an intelligent and political guy so it was great to have a lot of people kind of tune in and go all right i thought i thought it was just kind of offensive dick jokes and stuff like that but he's yeah very intelligent young man so that was good fun have you got anything else, Chris, for that? No, fire away. I feel so, bad that I just want to apologise to everyone that Stuart didn't watch that podcast. Yeah, he's, that's out of order. Let, oh, down there. You don't I mean, really watch podcasts, though, Chris. You generally listen to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's new to podcasts. I don't know if, you, if you're looking <laughs> for cameras, but there's none in it. It's <laughs> just an audio thing, mate. That's, that's what I've been doing wrong. I'm <laughs> just staring at the screen on mute and nothing's happening. <laughs> I've almost skipped past that. Um, <sighs> February, and I didn't tell anyone about it at the time, but February was was when I had my first ever film audition and when I started my first ever oh, film. Man, it was yeah. for Knights of the Round Table, Arthur, which is the Guy Ritchie film, which we ended up filming over several months. But it's, a, it's, it's kind of an interesting and weird story because I decided I was taking a year off from gigs to, to try acting out. And I spent, as, as, you, as all of us are, we're, I'm quite a proactive guy and kind of like to just try and figure out. So I spent an evening yeah. going through casting directors and writers and then... A looking them up on Twitter and following them and one that I couldn't find was this, this guy called Reg who incidentally did the casting for Kingsman it's one of the reasons okay. I looked him up he did Kingsman and Guardians of the Galaxy I looked him up and mm-hmm. thought wow I, I need to find him I couldn't find it the next day I had an email from him purely out of chance it was, it was, it was, it was really bizarre and he said look are me and Guy are fans or we'd like you to come and do a, a read on camera f- f- for this film so I went down there and it was exactly 
as sleazy as you imagine a casting to be. It was literally in a basement. I don't with, know what sort of casting like, you, no, no, you imagine. No, yeah, but you know, you imagine it. You know what sort of casting you're imagining, Chris. <laughs> it was it was a basement with a, a one camera on a tripod, like some oh, some God. some crates in the corner. And I was literally like, "Wow, I'm going to get murdered or or or, or seduced." Ooh, better. Um, and yeah, I went in there already. It's it's, it's medieval, so I'd learnt my lines. Because it's medieval, I'm new to this. I'd learn it all like, we must take the castle. And in, in, in like the medieval wow. voice that people do in films. And I got there, he's literally saying like, what, right, we'll have a run for it. And I was like, just quickly, like what kind of, what kind of voice kind of thing? Because like, shall I be, it is time to attack and that kind of thing. And he literally <laughs> Did you do that voice? I, I was, I, I, I just, I fucking wish he'd done that voice. I, only for that long. But, yeah. Because he went, no, Pip. We like your voice. It's one of the reasons that we've asked you in. Because yeah, yeah. then they listen to the podcast and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. Um, like, just do it in your voice. And it genuinely... Do it, do it in Stanford. It genu- it in yeah. It accent. genuinely meant I didn't know how the, in, the audition went. Because I'd practised it all so much in this stupid voice. I then just s- said the words out loud in my own voice. I was like, I don't know. I don't know how that worked out. But it turns out I got it. and yeah. got to go and... And my first day on set... I was also in February, I think. And it was in... Snowdonia, right up the road from where you and me went cave crawling. Yeah, remember from Mark Irvine's yeah, yeah. Um, the famous, doom. infamous Mark Irvine of Mark Irvine, Mark Fist. Irvine Fist. A lot of people yeah. know about that. Um, but yeah, it was up there, and I and get also right by where me and you climbed it. Yeah, and yeah, and we died. climbed it. Was there's it there's all the references. Don't need to go into that again. So, so yes, that's another <laughs> another thing you could look up on YouTube. We're at the end now, so it's easy. But when me stew. Tom, your brother, and my brother did the um, Mo Vember, and we climbed Snowdonia. So yeah, we climbed that. That's all on on YouTube. Um, so, so yeah, we're there, and I won't go into tons of it because it will get a bit boring. But the, I get there the day before, and I've met the, the AD guy, and I'm all like, I'm new to all this, so I'm a bit nervous. I'm just going off to bed, and he's like, Pip. So, uh, have you ridden a horse before? And I'd literally never been on a horse in my life. And I just went, oh, oh no, it wasn't even it. He said, can you ride a horse? And I just, I, I didn't want to put him off. So I was like, not that I can't. I never have, but I'm not, you know, I'm not scared of it. So let's just give it a go. Yeah. And then they, the, 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 they booked me in for a load of horse riding lessons on a, on a horse called Bjork. Fucking loved it. Yeah, I bet It's one did. of my favourite things. A horse and Bjork. And Bjork, combined. Yeah. So I did. You're, you're a tall dude. Like, I, I, I've just got, I haven't seen you right, like on this horse yet. Everyone I know I've told about it, it just, just says it's the most hilarious image of me on a horse. On a horse. And, just... and I'm, I'm, I'm a lot of torso. I'm mainly <laughs> torso. He's like a lizard. Have you ever seen um, in one of the, the, the Muppet movies from the 80s when Kermit rides a bike? <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I would be like That'd on a horse. Weird thing to see. I can only equate to that. <laughs> God damn you it. You never meant to see Kermit's legs. But, but yeah, had all this, this training on a horse, me and, um, uh, and my boy Fergal, um, and we never got to ride a horse in any of the filming of it. We did a, a, a few months, only bits here and there, I've got a small role, but I got to have an axe fight, I got to have all sorts of other stuff, but I never got to ride I'm, a horse. I'm ridiculously jealous of this as well. I, I mean, I'm not even, I've, I've been quite yeah. vocal about that, because... Yeah. He's like, yeah, Chris, well, today I went in and it's I went just in for like axe a training. massive fuck-off castle invasion yeah. and just 
everything's happening at once. And this is literally my this is my dream job. It's li- that is living a dream, isn't it? Like, I, oh, you, know you and Irvine were the, the first oh, people man, I text yeah, just going. Yeah. So I've been called in early because I have to have, have axe fight training. Axe fight training. And he, he's like, <laughs> Oh man, yeah. Axe fight I don't training. know if you've, you you were. I, mean, I, I do that on my own anyway at home, let alone get I, paid for it. I think it might even have been sort of the beginning of this year. But um, I listened to um, Ray Winston on Desert Island Discs. Yeah, and have you have you heard it? No, no, I haven't. It's it's, it's a really good listen. But um, he talks about um, what was the the, the movie with um, was he in? Was is it called Cold Mountain? That with Cold Mountain. Renee Zellweger. Yeah, and, yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. And uh, and he, and he said, we, when he was on, on set for that, um, I, I don't, I'm sure he said he, he, he wasn't actually meant to be riding a horse, but there, there was one there and he was done up as a, in, in his cowboy get-up. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and I don't mean that in a cockney rhyming slang kind of way for Ray Winston. <laughs> he was dressed cowboy, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so he's, 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 he's off, he's, 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 he's not being filmed, so he's like, right, okay. So he's, he's got on this, this horse and he's got his gun that fires blanks and he said I knew I was going to get in a lot of shit for it but I can't not do it so he said I literally just went yeehaw fired a few <laughs> rounds in the air and just bolted through the middle of the set Brilliant. riding and all dressed as a cowboy he said it was like I got in so much shit but like you know I've been wanting to do that since I was six yeah wow. of course wow. it is is the dream we like the on on that night that was like this castle invasion and me and um and, and fergal were the, the the least important important people so so we had our own fight scenes which meant we couldn't be in the general melee because we couldn't be then if they cut to us having a fight scene and then we're in the background somewhere else so we were there from about i think we got there at half five for training and, and literally again like we could have gone and sat in a trailer but we were stood are watching it because they're storming a castle but until about it got to about half one t- at 2am and we hadn't had our fight scene and we stood there watching in our in our gap and me and Fogo go we, I reckon they're going to cut us like, I reckon that we're not going to have our fight scene and we both literally just went it's a fucking great Friday night though isn't it <laughs> it's just like literally just like I don't care if they don't even film our fight scene it's a hell of a Friday night just standing on the top of a castle, just watching a castle get stormed and fire and explosions and all sorts of mayhem. 100%. I mean, I think that's an experience <laughs> most dudes, I mean, a lot yeah. of girls too, like to be involved with. Yeah. I think that about uh, The Walking Dead sometimes as well. Like, how yeah. many how many of these like these these extras do they have getting made up as zombies? Can I tell you what? Call me. I don't think I've told you, but I've been trying to convince Chris recently he should become a stuntman. Because <laughs> I think it'd be great. Because Don't pull that, that face. I'll explain, because we'll get onto the bastard execution a, a, a later. But no, even in, in Arthur, actually, the great thing with that was there were bits where the fight scene was going on and there were people, and I'm just watching, and there were people at my feet beating the shit out of each other. Now, if they're at my feet... I know they're not on camera because <laughs> yeah. I'm not in this scene. Yet they're going all out, and I was like, "You'd love that! Like that'd be such a good job for you to just go and just scrap all day, I'm just have, have these fight scenes and all yeah. sorts." So yeah, yeah. yeah. cut, cut, <laughs> stop, just stop. Someone, <laughs> someone, call him off. Someone takes a glass. All right. Um, just while we're talking about uh, TV shows and that, um, my. Uh, my missus um, booked us tickets today. We're, we're, we're going to do the opening night 
of the new Crystal Maze. Oh my gosh! Oh yes, wow! Yeah. yeah, from uh, March twenty sixteen. Yeah, we it. are just plugging everything tonight. Yeah. But that Stu, I can't, it's a we, we're Crystal on that. Well. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Like, we, we should also do that. We should like. Uh, yeah. you need like four or eight people. Yeah, and you can get and, and, and do um, and go and do a Crystal. Yeah, go do the Crystal Maze. I mean, yeah. do they do a celebrity one or? <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no, it does look absolutely yeah, yeah. amazing, doesn't it? I've been reading about that as well. Oh, where is it? Is it in, in London now? Because they were doing King's, one in King's Wales. Cross, I believe. King's Cross. Mm. It's going to be so Heavy. good. I just want to say, leave the crystal. Come out, come out, come out. Just leave the crystal. Because I like. <laughs> it's that's there, my it's advice. There, it's there, that's it's my, there, it's there, that's it's my there. advice in so many situations in life in general. Yeah, if something's been, getting a bit stressed, just, just leave the crystal. Um, well, I'm going to wrap this episode one up now because we're at the hour mark and there'll be some ads to go in obviously I've not even plugged the speech development records dot com advert I normally do so just done it there didn't I sneakily do you like that um, but we're going to be back next week and we, I promise we'll, we'll, we'll go through a bit quicker we've got to march that's all we've done so far <laughs> but fucking hell and, and we're going to drink more but we'll get through it so um, yeah thanks for tuning alcohol. in and see you all next week Scrash and peace.